seeing what is it that God wants for his church, for Calvary Raleigh Church, in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years, in the next 30 years, as God is bringing the world to our doorstep, what is the opportunity that we have as a church to, to make disciples here in our city and make an impact? And we look at all of the, the opportunities. It's something we've been praying about uh, and seeking the heart of God. And uh, I'm excited to tell you, our church logo, if you've seen the previous one uh, out front on the sign in different places, no longer looks like uh, the Xbox logo that's kind of straightened up just a little bit uh, with the, the cross and everything on it. And we're going to envelop to you at this time on the, on the screen for you to get a chance to look at the brand new Calvary logo. If we'll get this up. There we go. All right. So I'm going to explain a little bit about to you here in just a second. Our new color scheme, Celebrate, Connect, Contribute, and uh, Together We Thrive. And I want to talk a little bit about it this morning as we dig into our text in just a moment and uh, talk about what it means. Our logo and branding is designed not to just look appealing, not just to look contemporary, not just to be relevant, but it directly reflects our church's mission, vision, and values. And we want it to be something that every time you see it, it reminds us of why we exist as a church. And I'll explain it as we talk about it. Our vision, our vision for our church is declaring the name of Jesus in the triangle in the world. And once I tell you a little bit about it, you're going to see, uh, see stuff in the, in the middle of it that you didn't realize existed. But it's what we desire to do as a church. God has placed us in one of the fastest growing cities in the nation. And really one of the fastest growing cities in the world. Over 67 people a day move into our county, into Wake County, North Carolina. And so if, you're, if this is where you're from, this is where you call home. People are moving from all around the country all around the world, uh, uh, right to our doorstep, we have an opportunity to impact them with the gospel. And with the announcements of Apple and Google and Vinfast and Amazon, Fujifilm, all these country companies that are moving to the triangle, God is bringing the world to our doorstep. And we have an opportunity to impact. If you look at the triangle, at, uh, at the logo, we'll put it back on the screen. In the very center, you see a triangle. That triangle is to be a reminder of the place that God has uniquely positioned us to reach Raleigh-Durham, Chapel Hill, Cary, Holly Springs, Garner, Anger, uh, Joko, uh, all of these, Harnett County, all of these places uh, with the gospel, with the good news of Jesus Christ. And our desire and our goal is that we declare the name of Jesus to the triangle. So as you see that logo, now that you see the triangle in the center, you can't not see it. It's, it's, it's right there, and it's a reminder of the vision of declaring Jesus to the triangle in the world. And, and it keeps at the forefront of everything we do as a church. We are to declare the name of Jesus in the triangle and in the world. And from our service this morning, our utmost priority is to lift up the name of Jesus Above all, it's not about a singer, a musician, it's not about a pastor, it's not about a, a greeter with a, a Mickey Mouse glove in the parking lot. All of that is there to point people toward a relationship with Jesus. We want them to understand Jesus is the hope uh, of the world. He is the one that will radically transform our lives. And, and our mission is together we lead and create disciples of Jesus this is why we exist. That's why the church exists in 2022. And it's not changed uh, in our 36 years of existence as a church. 
Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 says, Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples. What's he saying? He says, go to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20 says, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Church, that is the mission. That is why we exist as a church. And it's a reminder constantly, God is with us. God is for us. God loves us. He sent his son Jesus to die for us and desires to have that intimate relationship. So we're not here to exist as a religion. We're not here to exist to resist as a country club. We are here and we exist to make disciples, lead and create disciples of Jesus Christ. That's why the church is here. Our mission is clearly defined and it dictates how we do ministry as a church. We're about to making disciples of all nations. This outlines the purpose behind everything we do as a church. If we aren't leading and making disciples, we're nothing more than a country club, and the Triangle has enough country clubs. They have enough golf courses and, and clubs to belong to. What they need is more people who have a hope that is out of this world, folks. We're not bound by what we see on CNN or Fox News or CBS or MSNBC, folks. The things that we're watching that are happening in our world are, are discouraging. They're depressing. In fact, if you watch the news, you will become so overwhelmed with anxiety. Why? Because the world is dying without Jesus. We have the hope of the world. Jesus Christ is the answer to the problems our nation, the nations of this world, the wars, the struggles that are happening all around the world, Jesus is the answer to those problems. And folks, as we come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are to declare his name in the triangle and ultimately around the world. And what we need is a church that's on mission to lead and create followers and disciples of Jesus. As we go throughout our day today, as we go throughout our week, we go throughout the month and, and the years that are before us, God is calling us to create disciples of Jesus. What's our mission for children's ministry? Creating disciples of Jesus. So as teachers all over our campus this morning are sharing that Jesus loves the little children of the world, was they're teaching and, and they're showing videos and they're using uh, various uh, methods to uh, object lessons to teach that Jesus loves them. Their goal, their mission is to make disciples of Jesus. What's the purpose of, of our student ministry? Our, our teens as they gather for worship during the week is to exalt and, and lift up the name of Jesus, to create disciples of Jesus. Uh, what's the purpose of our young adult ministry and college ministry is to create disciples of Jesus. Every ministry in the church exists for that purpose. And it's not changed in 2,000 years. In fact, he could have chosen over a 1,000 other channels to get his story out to the world. But God chose us. He chose the church. He chose the bride of Christ so look at our logo once again. As you look around the triangle that's in the center, you see three C's. You see those C's that form that circle. The three C's help articulate our core values as a church. We'll talk about each of these over the next couple of weeks, why we exist, 
But that first C is the word celebrate. And we are excited to gather as a church to celebrate what God is doing. We are created as worshipers. We are created, our very DNA calls us to glorify God, folks. That's why we exist, to glorify and exalt. We are created by him and for him, the scripture tells us. So he says, as we celebrate, we're created to be a worshiper of Jesus. We desire to lead disciples of Jesus who are obedient in their personal worship. They contribute to the corporate worship gathering. And at church, we desire to make personal and corporate worship a high priority in our lives as followers of Jesus. Sunday morning is and should be an overflow of what God is doing in your life personally through the week. So as you gather in your home, as you read the Word of God, as you study the Word of God on a, on a daily basis, when you gather Sunday for corporate worship, that's an overflow. And so it's a celebration of what God is accomplishing in your heart, in your life throughout the week. And so it's a time of celebration. It's a time of lifting up and putting all the burdens at the, at the foot of the cross and saying, God, I trust you. You are able. You are sufficient. God, your word is all we need to find the, the answers to the struggles that we're facing as a nation, as a people. As we're getting beat up during the week, uh, as, as we're facing trials on every side. When we come together as a church body for worship, we celebrate a God who is. Who is all-powerful. We celebrate what he's doing in and through his church. One thing we've learned over the last three years is how vital celebrating in person is. Because there was a period of time we couldn't do that. And, and, and church, it should wake up the church to realize how vital corporate worship is. How much we need that, that connection, the face-to-face, the -face, how we need the, the fist bump, the, the hug, the, the, the handshake, the high fives as we did this morning in service. Those are so vital to encouraging and, and building up the body of Christ. That celebration time is so important. Making in-person worship a priority is so important. Let's celebrate the goodness of God. Let's celebrate what he's doing together in our church but also connect, that second C is connected. This is where you discover community. In other words, so many people are lost. They're floundering throughout life. And they've become so disconnected, especially in the last three years. All of the isolation and closing the world down has led to extreme mental health struggles. People are feeling detached. Folks, we were created to thrive in community. We have to connect. It's vital to our, our health, to our life, to the experience of, of le leading people to be a follower, to a disciple of Jesus Christ. Folks, we have to connect. It's vital. When we gather, it's time to connect with our church family. When we gather, it's time to, to build relationships. We seek to follow Jesus. We seek to grow together. As we believe, real growth happens not in rows, but in circles. So as we gather corporately to celebrate, that's vital. It's something we should do every single week. But also, folks, we ought to connect in a small group in such a way that we're building life. We're doing life with other people. We're, we're building uh, community. We're building a sense of rela authentic relationships where you're understanding, hey, I don't have all the answers, but God's Word does. I don't have all the answers, 
but God speaks through his servants. He speaks through his body. He speaks through prayer. He speaks through other believers as we come together in a relationship of connecting. We're challenging corporate worship to grow deeper. But all of that is fleshed out in small groups. That happens in a small group setting. We grow deeper through authentic relationships where we dig into the word, where we ask questions, where it's okay to say, I don't know the answer. I'm not understanding this well. Or how do we apply what was preached on Sunday morning? How do we live that out on Monday through Saturday? How do we come to a place where we understand why we lift our, our hands in worship? How do we understand why we give and serve and, and contribute in, in such a powerful way? Why, how do we understand that it's through connecting? It's through building those relationships. And other people that are further along in their walk with Christ are able to encourage us. A more mature believer is able to say, you know what, we've been through that road. We've been down that, that path and we've, we've faced those similar trials. And God is going to give you everything you need to succeed. He's going to help you in that relationship to draw closer when you're struggling with raising teenagers. I want to talk to people who've done it successfully. When you're struggling with young babies and kids, and I want to talk to someone who's a little further ahead of me, and I want to encourage other people in their relationship with God. Be challenged. Be encouraged. Ask the tough questions. Ask the questions that seem crazy. Pray together. See God answer prayer and grow with other believers. Folks, it's vital that we connect it's, invite, it's vital that we discover community in a church setting. We desire for every person to find community in a small group. We were just talking this morning during the announcements. Jackson was sharing about how we're going to have that Sunday coming up in just a couple weeks where we outline all of those opportunities and places that you can build community within your own church setting. Next month we're going to feature them. And, and we want you to take serious the relationship, not just to celebrate, but to connect but then that third C on our, on our scale is contribute. How do we contribute? How do we plug in in a meaningful way and be a vital part of the vision and the mission of the church? Once we receive Christ into our life, we begin to understand there's so much more than building our own kingdom. Because you see, sometimes we get the idea, I want to graduate high school. I want to get my degree. I want to get a good job. And, and, and folks... We're driven by all of these things our culture tells us we have to have. You've got to get the, the big paying jobs. And people are not doing what they love. They're doing what they think is going to make them the most money. And people are miserable. They're walking through life miserable. Contribute means more than just building our own kingdom. Christ has saved us to build his kingdom. Understanding that allows us to see our purpose clearly. We're to share his story both locally and globally and all of us have something that we can contribute in the body of Christ that's the beautiful thing every single one of us God has uniquely gifted us he's uniquely equipped us to serve in the body of Christ folks and we we don't have to we get to we don't have to contribute folks and, and I love that uh, the difference between all of the other religions in the world is they have to because their acceptance with God is based on their performance. Folks, Jesus Christ, let me give you the 401 on Christianity. Jesus already performed everything. 
He died. He was buried. He rose again victoriously. And this morning, we celebrate a risen Savior. Amen? We celebrate a God who is. And so what happens is we don't have to. We get to contribute. It is a privilege. It is an honor. It's a responsibility because of all that God has done. We accomplish this together as we begin serving. As we begin to serve, folks, it's an opportunity and a privilege as a, as a follower of Jesus to serve in the kingdom of God, to serve the body of Christ, to serve our community in such a way that we can make an impact that far outlasts us. We can leave a legacy behind. I, I'm, yesterday I did a funeral of a lady in our church who, Miss Shirley uh, Jones, passed away at 87 years old. I told the family yesterday, I said, that is the longest list of immediate family I've ever had to read off at a funeral. Four daughters, every one of them had multiple children, multiple grandchildren, and there was multiple great-grandchildren. And I was, I was reading, 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 and I said, if I missed anybody's name, if I put it in the wrong family, if I used the wrong last name or mispronounced it, I'm sorry. I said, it's the longest group of, of immediate family I've ever experienced in a, in a funeral setting. But folks, it's a privilege to serve. God, it's a privilege, and, and she had such a heart. In fact, she said, I want you to preach the gospel, and I'm praying for people to be saved at my funeral. Yesterday, two people entered the kingdom of heaven at a funeral. And, and folks, that's why we exist, to declare the name of Jesus to serve. But not only are we called to contribute through serving, we're called to contribute through giving. God has blessed us. We live in the most prosperous nation on the planet. If you don't believe me, let me take you on a mission trip. Let me take you outside of the continental United States. And, and let me let you visit some of the places that we go and minister as a church on a regular basis. And, and take you to a, a gypsy village in Romania where you will see people who have absolutely nothing. And, and we'll do medical clinics in, in there in, 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 or in Kenya or Guyana, South America. Or go to Brazil and, and show you some of the places that we help plant churches. Take you to Northeast India and, and the Himalayan mountains and experience places where there is no running water, where we were getting up for the, the day's uh, 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 festivities and they shoot a dog outside of the window of the room I'm sleeping in. And that's going to be lunch that day. Now you know why I'm a uh, vegetarian when I go to India. But <laughs> no offense to the people from India. I just don't want to eat Rover for lunch. But anyway, we're, we're sitting here. Let me take you to some of those places and, and see where God is radically transforming lives. You see what happens is we are called to make disciples. We're called to exalt the name of Jesus. So when we're giving, what happens is we make it possible to extend the gospel message to the ends of the earth. Folks, we take, it has the opportunity to make an impact. So one of the things we're working on now is mission opportunities, mission team opportunities for not just serving, not just giving, but also going. Next summer, we're working on opportunities to go to uh, Nicaragua and help with a church plant that we've just started there, a brand new church plant that's a plant of another church plant from about four or five years ago. Uh, we're going to be a part of making disciples, serving alongside Melissa Smith from our own church, 
who is a, a teacher in, in a school in Managua, Nicaragua. We're going to come alongside of her and encourage her in that process. Pastor Fabio, who was here last Sunday on this stage, talking about what God is doing through Compassion International. Our kids next door in Kid City are getting ready to adopt a child through Compassion International in Managua. And, and folks, their monthly giving will help provide not only physical help through nourishment and food, through medical care, but spiritual help. They're going to hear that Jesus Christ loves them, and he died on the cross, and, and they're going to get that, the emotional support, the emotional, they're going to get the educational help. Their parents are going to also hear the truth of the gospel, and folks, I'm excited to help lead a team there next summer and actually meet that child face-to-face. -face. And folks, so many people that support kids like that never see them. They may get a letter or a picture, but be able to put a face and, and, and be excited to see what God is doing and changing their life. We have a command to go. Those, that third seer of a core value gives clarity of how each of us are to get some skin in the game. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to dive into the core values and see how together we can accomplish the mission and vision that God has left us to do in this life. Each one of us have a responsibility to plug into the life of the church. And it's not just the pastor or the staff's job to do the work of the ministry. Somebody say, well, pastor, that's why you make the big bucks. <laughs> I'm just, I'm playing with it. People always say, well, you only work on Sunday. I mean, you only do this. Well, that's why we pay you. No. It's not the pastor's job, and it's not the, the, the staff's job to do all of the work of the church. In fact, Paul outlined in Ephesians chapter 4, he says he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherd, the teacher. That would be me. That would be Jackson. That would be Matt. That would be some of our leadership team to equip the saints, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So my job is to help equip each one of you to do the work of the ministry for building up the body of Christ. He says in verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Folks, when do we fully become mature? When we get to heaven. When we are in the presence of of our creator and our glorified bodies and folks until that day James talks about count it joy when you go through trials of various kinds that God is perfecting he's working out his plan in our lives so it's the pastor's job to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry and our goal in life is not the American dream and, and to, to maybe you're sitting here going well that might not be your goal but that's my goal it, it's not the, there's nothing wrong with desiring to have a, a house with a white picket fence and 2.5 children and a Labrador retriever in the yard. There's nothing wrong with those things. But folks, if that's the thing that motivates you in life, if that's the thing that drives you, you have missed the entire point of the Christian life. And so often we're allowing the American culture to dictate why we exist. And folks, we're missing out on what God's purpose is for the church. If the church is going to reach the triangle in the world with the gospel, it will require every member to engage in contributing to the mission 
and the vision. In Acts 1.8 it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And folks, well, I'm, I'm thankful that God doesn't call us to a job that we can't accomplish. Aren't you thankful for that? God doesn't call us to do something we can't accomplish. Because what he says is, he equips us to be witnesses here in our Jerusalem. And to break it down for us in 2022, that would be Raleigh, North Carolina. The triangle. God is equipping us to be a bold witness in the triangle. To make an impact in our city, in our towns, with the glorious gospel of Jesus. He calls us to be a witness in, in Judea. Judea is North Carolina. One of the, the states that people are moving to from all over the world. And they're wanting to settle here and, and start a life. And, and for those of us that are natives, we're, some of us look around going, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it's home. I mean, I don't understand what the big deal is. But folks, if you travel outside of North Carolina, it's, it's a different world out there. And there are a lot of states that are struggling. And if people are wanting to go where there's a... Well, there was a lower cost of living. It's going up recently, but uh, they wanted to go to a place where it's uh, have good schools, a place where they could raise a family, and, and there's nothing wrong with all those things. He's called us to be a witness in our Judea, in North Carolina. He's called us to be a witness in Samaria. That's across the United States and make an impact in our nation and our country. He calls us to be a witness to the ends of the earth. Church, that is in Nicaragua and Brazil and Romania and Kenya and India and all of these places around the world. It's why, that's why going is so important. God loves every tribe, every tongue, every nation. And say, Pastor, what's the application? When you see the new logo, when you see it on campus, when you see it on our sign, you're going to see it on shirts here in a, in a short while. When you see it, we want you to be reminded that we are called to declare the name of Jesus in the triangle and the world. And once you see that triangle in the center of that logo, we want it to stand out of your mind. We exist. We are here for a purpose. Our mission is making disciples. Our, our vision is declaring the name of Jesus, not only here at home, but around the world and once you see the triangle folks you cannot see it it's a constant reminder of what jesus has called us to do we want you to see that together we are to lead and create disciples of jesus and folks as we partner together as a body of christ we're able to reach that mission we are able to achieve the vision that God has given us as a nation, as a, as, a, as a people. When you look at the new logo, I want you to be reminded of the three C's of our core values. Do you see those C's on there? I want you to be reminded of our responsibility to celebrate all that God is, who He is, what He's accomplishing in His church and through us as a people. I want you to see the importance of connecting, of discipleship, and getting plugged into a small group, and being in a place where you belong, where someone knows your name, 
Someone is there to encourage you and put their arm around you when you need it and, and lift you up and have the Aaron and the Hur in the Old Testament that lifted up God's servant and say, you know what, I want to pray for you. I want to encourage you. I know you're facing some trials. This morning, uh, I was on online for a moment and I saw where a young man who had grown up in our church passed away just two nights ago. I reached out to his mom and I said, I don't even know what to say. Went to school with, with my daughter. She saw him three nights ago. And two nights ago, his life was ended. People are struggling, church. We've got to connect. We've got to have relationships where people don't just know our name. They know our struggles. They're authentic enough to where someone says, we're not going to let you fall. We're not going to let you just drop out. We're going to be there to support you, to uplift you, to carry you across that finish line. And until we see our Savior face to face, we are in this together. We're stronger together. Folks, celebrate, connect, and contribute. Each one of us have so much to offer the body of Christ. And folks, don't ever get it. Don't let Satan deceive you and say you don't have anything to offer the church. You can't. You're not talented. You're not on the eighth. That's a lie from the pit of hell, church. Jesus Christ saved you to serve. He's equipped you to give, called you to give. And folks, he is calling all of us to go, whether that's across the street, around the corner, downtown in our cities, around the nation of the United States, and ultimately to the ends of the earth. Contribute, connect, celebrate. Each one of us are connected. So when you see that new logo, we're reminded of those three C's. Each of us connected to the body and have a responsibility to engage in the process. Last, last year or last month, rather, we were doing our officer training and one of the officers said, he said, I looked at that logo and he said, it looks like a rudder on a ship. I said, that's funny, I didn't even see that. I said, it does. He said, it reminds me of how important each one of us are in propelling the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ forward in our city and in our world. And folks, I don't know the, the creators of this. They were, they were trying to incorporate our, our, our vision, our values, but I was like, you know what, if that's what you see, it, it, what a, a motivation for us as a church to help propel the church forward in reaching the triangle of the world. Today as you leave the service, we have a, a mug for each family, their brand new logo on it. Grab one of these at the desk when you leave. There are stickers, there are car magnets, there are all, if you drive like, you know, the police is chasing you, you probably don't want to put one of those on your car. <laughs> I'd probably grab another couple church logos to put on your car, but I'm totally playing. 
But if you drop like the devil, probably don't put that on. But the rest of you, we want to declare Jesus in the triangle. I'm, 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 I'm laughing. I'm having fun this morning. But folks, we want you to carry this to work tomorrow. And as you're drinking your cup of coffee around the office, I want you to be proud of the church that Jesus Christ has planted you at. And you have an opportunity you have a responsibility to declare the name of Jesus. So it's not just about the name on the mug. It's not just about the logo. Folks, it's about the mission and the vision that God has called us to reach our city. To take that, put the sticker on your car, and put it on your phone case, and, and declare the name of Jesus. Just this week, Pew Research released a study about the decline of Christianity in the United States. Their predictions are, as trends are currently moving, that by 2050, Christianity will comprise less than 50% of the U.S. population. So the sad reality of decades of steady decline. So many people who grew up in the church for one reason or another have chosen not to pass their faith down to the next generation. Churches that are saying, no, I'm not going to budge. We're not going to reach the next generation because of X, Y, Z, and they fell in the blank, and they choose not to. And before long, the church doors are closed. People stop attending. They're not ministering to the youth of this generation and the next generation, and and folks, their light, their witness has gone out. We now have multiple generations of Americans who have no clue who Jesus is and what he has done for them. Their prediction is that it would take a dramatic event which it would affect various facets of American life as we know it to shift toward Christianity growing again. It's a sad state of affairs, but it's not an impossible task. Church, Christ called us to lead and create followers of Jesus. And folks, we will, with the Holy Spirit's power, declare the name of Jesus in the triangle and the world together. Holy Spirit, would you speak to hearts this morning?